Podcast. I'm David Pensick, Communications Manager for SCLO Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, July 10th, 2019. And that means downtown State College and the Penn State University Park Campus are bustling with activity this week. It's the week of the Central Pennsylvania Festival of the Arts. Uh, SCLO has a number of events tied into the festival, uh, which I'll talk more about at the end of this episode. The festival, of course, starts today on Wednesday with Children's Day and goes until Sunday, July 14th. Another place that is busy and tied into the festival is the planetarium at Davy Lab on on Penn State campus. They have AstroFest running this week, uh, Wednesday, July 10th to Saturday, July 13th. 8.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. And I mentioned the planetarium because that's what this episode is about. This this year's summer reading program theme, of course, is a universe of stories, and and we've had already a bunch of events tied into outer space, and it's the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. One of the things we've done uh, so far this year, and then we're going to have again, is a visit to the planetarium at Penn State and Davy Lab. We had a visit at the end of June, and we have another one coming up on Friday, July 19th, uh, two shows, 10 a.m. and 10.45 a.m., first come, first serve. And joining me today will be Elizabeth Melton. She is a grad student pursuing a Ph.D. in astronomy at Penn State, and she does the planetarium programs. That So if you come on July 19th to hear about constellations and the stories, she'll be the one presenting it. And we have a great discussion about, you know, outer space, the planetarium, what it offers, and, and some of the things that she's researching. So we're excited uh, to, to have an, another partnership to tie into this theme of outer space and a universe of stories. Hope if you didn't get to the program in June, hope you can make it to the one on July 19th. But until then, here is my conversation with Elizabeth Melton of the Penn State Planetarium in Davy Lab. with Elizabeth Melton, who's a grad student in the uh, Department of Astronomy and Astrophysics at Penn State, and she does a lot of the outreach and planetarium programs there. And if you went to the planetarium program in June, you probably met her. And if you're going to come to the one in July, uh, you'll meet her or maybe at AstroFest, and we'll be talking about those later. Um, But Elizabeth, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess if you want to talk a little bit about your background, how you got interested in space and, and studying what's, that, what's in outer space. I've always loved space. When I was in about sixth grade, my parents got me a very small telescope, and I used to take it out in the backyard for hours and just look at the stars. My favorite thing was that when you pointed it at a perfectly blank patch of sky and looked in the telescope, you could see tons of new stars, and that was always 
just the most exciting thing to me. Oh, wow. Um, can you talk, I guess, a little bit about the type of research you're doing at Penn State since you, since you, uh, now you've been here a couple of years now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm a fourth year graduate student. Mm-hmm. I am working with Dr. Eric Feigelson and we are trying to um, develop new procedures for finding exoplanets, planets around other stars. Um, one of the big ways we find exoplanets is that when a planet passes in front of its star, it creates, it blocks out some of that light, and the star gets just a little bit dimmer. Now, by a little bit dimmer, I mean like half a percent dimmer, one <laughs> percent dimmer. It's a very small change, um, which makes it very hard to detect because stars, just like our sun, have flares, they're noisy, all sorts of things happen to them. Um, so we're trying to develop better procedures for finding those new planets. Yeah. Now, were your uh, parents, were they, did they like, um, were they into science or did they help uh, <laughs> um, inspire you to, to in this field? Yeah. My dad is an engineer yeah. and so are all my uncles. So actually when I started out, mm-hmm. um, they told me I should go into aerospace engineering mm-hmm. because people don't really know what astronomers do. They were like, oh, Galileo's not out there with his telescope anymore staying up all night. Um, So I started out in aerospace engineering. But when I got to college, I found that astronomy is definitely a very vibrant field. It is still very, very active. You may or may not be out there all night with a telescope or up with your computer watching a telescope all night. Um, There's still a lot more to be done. So I switched to astronomy uh, in college, and I'm kind of the first person in my family to go towards more of a pure math side. Yeah. This is obviously a big year. Uh, it's 50th anniversary of the moon landing. I, do you notice, I mean, you, there is still all these questions about what's out there. Uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording about, you know, the, the, there are people who still want to go to space. Elon Musk, you brought him. Um, what is your sense of where the field is now and what, uh, what might be happening in the future? Do you think there's going to be eventually people like, you can pay your way to go into space. Or <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, we start out with the parabolic planes one day, and I think we will just keep working our way up. Space is the next frontier. It's mm. the next place we have to go. It's very amazing place, and we need a lot of people working on the ground to sort of pave that way there. We need people looking and exploring and trying to map out where we go. So I think there has definitely been a lot of interest recently, um, thanks to SpaceX, uh, thanks to the moon landing (laughs) anniversary. Um, And I think if we can just ride that, we can help grow it even more. (laughs) And it's great, you know, this year's summer reading theme is the universe of stories, and that's why these planetarium visits that uh, we're partnering, you're partnering with SCLO are great. Um, do you want to talk a little, little bit about people who come to the July one, what they can plan on seeing and, and what you'll be talking about there? So uh, in the planetarium, um, it's a map of the night sky, and we're going to be pointing out different constellations, talking about some of the stories that inspired those constellations from a few different cultures around the world. Um, The constellations were our first picture books. People saw things in the sky, and they told each other stories about them. That's how they remembered their important history. So that truly is historical universe of stories. And uh, we're also going to have a second activity for the kids in case you come a little early, in (laughs) case you want to stay a little late. It can be hard to leave sometimes. So we have another activity up there as well. 
don't know. I, I remember going to the planetarium as a school trip, and that was a big thing. I mean, I, was, I loved it. And I remember some of the stories that things stand like the three stars, I think, that make Orion's belt. Is that right? Yes, <laughs> right? yes. <laughs> Do you have favorite stories uh, that, of, of constellations? Or, or there, is there one that's a favorite of yours? <laughs> uh, I love the story of the Princess Andromeda. Um, all the major players are in the sky for that story, which is great. You have the Princess Andromeda, you have her parents, uh, Queen Cassiopeia and King Cepheus, you have her rescuer, Perseus, you have Pegasus. Um, all of those guys are out in the night sky in the late summer and early fall, which is really nice. Like You get to see the whole epic there. <laughs> Sometimes you only get a few people. Do you, uh, when you're home, do you like go out at night just to look? At the stars, or do you? Um, I don't know how. Absolutely, so, yeah, yes. It still, still excite you to see that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, one way people find uh, star maps are called planispheres. They just show you where the constellations are, and my planisphere is very well loved. <laughs> I often go out with it. Um, I love to learn new constellations. I have had the opportunity with Penn State in observing to travel to the Southern Hemisphere, and I've gotten to learn some constellations from people down there in the Southern Hemisphere that we can't see from up here. Oh, this might, uh, is there, is there a place, like, if they can't, if there's, is there a place around here that would be, that have you found that would be good for people who just want to stargaze? I mean, are there areas in the, our region that you would recommend? When you're looking to go stargazing, the most important thing is you want to get away from light pollution. Now, you also want to be safe going out in the middle of the woods. You don't want to go alone. Um, but you want to get away from as much light pollution as possible. Any of the local state parks will do. Cherry Springs State Park is actually labeled one of the darkest skies on the eastern coast. So, if you have an opportunity to go to Cherry Springs, I highly recommend it. Um, one of my big plans is to get the all the astronomy grad students together to go That's out there good. one day. <laughs> I think um, I might be right, but I think uh, like Millbrook Marsh has some events and some other. So that would be something for people to, to look for if the uh, uh, parks or, or other organizations having star uh, gazing events. Millbrook yeah. Marsh would be really good too because it's very flat and there's not a lot of trees out there, so you get a good view of the sky. Yeah. Uh, now, when this episode is, is dropping is during Arts Festival Week, which is a big week also for the planetarium with AstroFest. If you want to maybe talk a little bit about that. that I see you, yes. you have an AstroFest 2018 shirt, so we, have a couple, <laughs> so we have a new one coming up this year. So if you want to talk about AstroFest this year. Yes, we host AstroFest at Davie Laboratory, which is right across from the hub on the Penn State campus. Um, every night during Arts Fest from 8.30 to 11.00. Uh, we have planetarium shows, we have telescope tours and stargazing, we, weather permitting, of course. Uh, we have public talks, we have um, hands-on activities and demonstrations, we have activities for the kids. Um, basically, we transform the top two floors of Davy and some of the bottom of Davy too, into just outreach for people. We have tours of our rocket lab at Penn State, um, just, just anything lot. and everything yeah. <laughs> that we do. Wow. How many, do you know how many people usually uh, get for those events? I yeah. believe last year we hit a couple thousand wow. attending. Um, that was over all four nights, Wednesday through Saturday. Hmm. It's a good way, I guess, because I many people don't even realize there is this 
planetarium, this resource on campus, do you feel that that maybe people are surprised to find what you have, uh, what we have available here at the university. <laughs> um, I think so. Definitely. Sometimes um, we do do a lot of field trips mm-hmm. and uh, outreach with summer camps, um, planetarium shows, people coming in. What the best look in the planetarium show is right when you turn off the lights for the first time and people see the stars and. It's dark, but if your eyes adjust fast enough, you can just see that their mouth drop open, the wonder of what they're looking at. When you, especially when you do this with kids, does that sort of bring back memories of you? When you, maybe, I'm sure the kids are just amazed about what they're seeing. <laughs> Absolutely, they're yeah. so much fun, and they kids are great because. They're so much more open about their curiosity than adults. That's what makes it so much more important to get them out there when they're young. That way, you know, because when they're adults and they're older, they're a little bit more reserved about, oh, I'll just ask Google later. (laughs) Kids are more open about that. Um, I guess besides, like, AstroFest or events like with SCLO, do people, can people arrange to see the planetarium or see a pro, yeah, how that would work? Absolutely. On our website, um, I just look up Penn State Astronomy (laughs) Department. We can link it on our show (laughs) notes, by the way. Um, There's an outreach tab and you can request um, a planetarium show. We do uh, scout troops, um, homeschool groups, Mm -hmm. summer camps, get five friends together and we'll do it for your block. <laughs> so whatever you want. <laughs> that sounds like I should get my neighborhood kids to get ready for that. Um, um, well, I'd like to wrap up. We uh, usually ask about a favorite book or books that are made an impact on uh, our guest's life. Uh, anything that, uh, was it a space book or something that impacted you? Actually, um, one of my favorite books is Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Um, it's all about the love of books, and I confess I have five bookshelves at home filled oh, with books. We love to hear that. <laughs> it's my private yeah, yes. addiction. Yeah. Um, so Ray Bradbury in there, everybody has, they've lost their connections and their wonder about their world because they don't have books anymore. They're mm-hmm. constantly watching things, they're listening to things, but books are so much more important because when they tell you they're great ideas it gives you time to set them aside and reflect on them and then go back and read it at your own pace um so i love fahrenheit 451 and i read it all the time (laughs) (laughs) well that's great well thank you well elizabeth thank you so much we are looking forward to sclo visiting there again in july and also if uh for people who are listening to this uh, when it drops during Arts Festival Week, AstroFest happening every night during Arts Festival. So uh, a great resource. And also they can contact you if they, <laughs> if they can't hit those events. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Elizabeth. And, uh, thank and you for good me. luck with your study or with your research. Thank you. Thank you. So there are plenty of opportunities to visit the Penn State Planetarium in the coming weeks. Of course, this week during Arts Festival, you can check it out during AstroFest each night, Wednesday through Saturday, 8.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. 
And then, of course, come uh, when school visits there on Friday, July 19th. Uh, shows are at 10 a.m. and 10.45 p.m. 30 seats are available. First come, first serve. So it's uh, another great program uh, with this Universe of Stories theme. And so for this week for the Arts Festival, Wednesday, of course, today is Children's Day. If you are listening to this on Wednesday, we have two programs underneath the big tent in our parking lot. Uh, from 10 a.m. to noon, our friends from Discovery Space will be presenting all about bubbles. Kids can experiment with different kinds of bubbles. And then at 1.30 p.m., the popular duo Two of a Kind will be performing an outdoor concert underneath the big tent, big canopy in our parking lot. And then on Thursday, July 11th, it's the Images Award Reception at 6.30 p.m. in our community room. Juror Shannon Egan, who appeared uh, on our podcast a couple weeks ago, and you can go back and listen to that episode, she'll be there to present the awards for this year's Images uh, exhibition. The exhibition, of course, is in our community room, in our gallery, and this year, uh, Kish Bank downtown. So there's a couple locations there, but the awards reception will be in our community room uh, starting at 6.30 p.m. On Saturday, July 13th, BookFest, it's our, one of our big annual events. That's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in our parking lot. More than 20 authors and artists are going to be there. You can have books signed, uh, talk to the authors, uh, purchase their books, have them sign it. And uh, just it's a great time, again, one of our big annual events. At 11 a.m. on Saturday, July 13th, in our community, community room, it will be the Lee Bennett Hopkins Poetry Award reception uh, ceremony. Uh, the award will be given to Andrea Davis Pinckney, who won this year's award for her book, Martin Rising, Requiem of a King, for a King. And uh, last week's episode was my conversation with Andrea Davis Pinckney. If you can go back to listen to that, it was a great conversation, great book. I, I, again, I'm not the biggest uh, poetry person, but th- it was a, it's just how she constructed the final months of Martin Luther King Jr.'s life in poetry form. And her husband uh, did the artwork, and, and he'll be there as well. So it's just uh, it'll be exciting to see them in our community room on Saturday, July 13th. And that's it for the Arts Festival events. Um, But even when the Arts Festival ends, plenty happening at SCLO. Uh, Interesting event on Wednesday, July 17th. 10,000 Villages, the nonprofit fair trade shop that's in State College, they're going to be in our community room to do a program, Fair Trade for Kids, uh, where children can learn about how fair trade creates a more just and sustainable world. Uh, there'll be do, there'll be a book reading and, and uh, crafts that the kids can participate in. Again, that's at 2:30 p.m. on Thursday, July 17th. On Thursday, July 18th at 2:30 p.m., local art teacher Julia Nelson, who actually has appeared uh, on our podcast, she'll be doing a program for kids out of this world art. And kids can have a chance to create art in honor of the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Now, registration is required for that, um, and it's limited to 40 40, uh, participants, 40 kids. Uh, So you can go online at sclolibrary.org to register. And it's recommended for um, uh, children who have completed kindergarten through fifth grade. And so that's, uh, that's it for now. That's a bunch of events happening. Uh, so check out everything is on our website, skulllibrary.org. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
And you can subscribe to these podcasts. We're on all the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Um, you can listen on our website. Tell your friends about it and, uh, and let us know how we're doing. You can email me at dpensick at sclowlibrary.org. And I want to thank Elizabeth Melton again for joining us and talking about the planetarium. Hope everyone has a great week at the Arts Festival. Come to Downtown State College and the Penn State University Park campus. Check out all the art, all the uh, performances. Let's glow again. We have Book Fest on Saturday along with the Images Reception and the Lee Bennett Hopkins Award. So come visit us during Arts Festival week for all that. And until next week, we hope to see you at Sklow Library.